the white people all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, we're sitting here with uh, three and a half white people and uh, one half a Pac. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they called him Tupac? Um, I, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching no, that, that question. Yeah, we we should, nobody here is qualified for that. We should probably move off of that, actually. As, as quickly as quickly and as undeniably mm-hmm. as possible I uh, I'm here this is episode 180 and I am here with Punxsutawney Trill hello where am I <laughs> and frowns McBoohoo eat shit <laughs> who's who's hurting a little bit right now I would say both his his ego and his body have been broken. Everything is given out, and I just want death. <laughs> I want the sweet grip of the icy cold reaper, but the good reaper, not this piece of shit sitting over here on the couch calling himself Captain Death. I'm he ain't the captain of nothing. Captain of being a piece of shit. <laughs> I need fucking... I need, the, I need the real reaper to come and sweet kiss my feet pain away. Yeah. My so, feet look so bad. Your feet look fucked. I just want to address the uh, anger. At least you got to ride a Millennium Falcon. (laughs) I got to ride a Millennium Falcon at the at the express destruction of your feet, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate it. You will Mm -hmm. never be the same. No, I hope I don't die. But I got to ride the Star War. He did, (laughs) and you're a fucking star. A whore. <laughs> look, fat, look. What All we're saying is that uh, you gotta stop trolling around in the room, rolling over and farting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you got me started on is that. that how, is that how you really want yeah, to start with making him feel bad about that? <laughs> but, but realistically, all it takes is one person to stop, regardless of who started. <laughs> and only 50% of the room has, like... Encourage the farting. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. <laughs> I, I say, go do it. You're an enabler. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm a showman. I'll God do whatever you want. It. If it makes you laugh, I'll do it. I'll roll in here fifty times and shit myself. Honestly, honestly, the experiences I've had with each of you, I can definitively say that each of you are enablers in different <laughs> ways. You're an enabler for bad attitude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, bad bad, and bad manners bad and bad, bad jokes and, and <laughs> terrible, terrible <laughs> critiques on humanity. Whereas you're you're a bad influence I'm, when, I'm it comes, an alcoholic. when it comes to any substance. <laughs> when it comes to any substance, I could look at you and, and know that I can get away with it. And then Hey, hey, hold on. 
No needles. Okay. Right. You know, that's right. that's my draw, line. We draw a line. Yes. And you, you, you sweet, sweet <laughs> clown, you, you look fat. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we eat so much food together. And, and we usually don't feel guilty until after the fact. It's kind of like post-nut clarity. <laughs> we have post-food clarity where we eat an entire like $250 meal and then we look at each other like, what have we done? And then we get on a ride and they're like, um, have you rode this recently? <laughs> and we're like, um, yesterday? You're gonna, you're gonna, really? Are you sure about that? You're going to have to get up meal ago. You're going to have to get on the fat seat. Sorry. <laughs> Got to ride the fat seat. We I, learned that a little bit today. Um... I never thought Disney and Universal were were as uh, constrictive about the the look fat seats, but you know. Well, turns out we're fucking fat. <laughs> turns out we're a little bit overweight, boys. Yeah. Turns yeah. out collectively we're over a thousand pounds. <laughs> collectively we are over a thousand pounds. That is something I didn't want to believe. That is something I I pushed to the back of my mind. And you yeah. thought about math, and then and then and then, then, then I mathed the it, and then I mathed it, and. Uh, and you yep. realize, whoa, there's a lot of shame in this there's, corner. There's half a ton sitting <laughs> I, here. I checked my facts, Jack. Yeah. We're like the size of like 10 seventh graders. <laughs> <laughs> also, we didn't introduce our, our, our last man. Introduce him. I honestly don't know your name. On, on the oh, show. No, no, my no. name is Where Am I? He did introduce He yelled, okay, okay. He yells his name. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I just wanted we, to make sure. We know he's here because he makes himself known. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one that's allowed to be the loudest. Just let him know, uh, you know. Sorry for those headphone users. I apologize. We rip headphone users. We are currently on vacation, and that's and that's why we're talking about what's been going on, because we're recording live from... From Orlando! From Orlando, Florida. And uh, we we did the Disney loop, we did the Universal loop, we we experienced everything we could, and it has been a time. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, I kind of want to go around. I want to go around the room. Yes, we're all tired. We're all. T- I I want to make that known before we even start reading anything, because what we're reading is I I, f- I think it's going to be fun, because we've experienced. You know what we what we have in the parks, and I think it, it it's gonna almost bring up some kind of like false memory of, of everything that's been going on, and I think um, I, I kind of just wanted to start by you know these types of episodes. This isn't the first episode like this I've done where I've recorded in location, post an event, and just ask people you know to talk about what. Also, we've it's nine eleven. Also, it's nine eleven right now. Jesus Christ! Never forget. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Franz is in pain. I'm in so much pain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he is. He is. Uh, you know, gonna give a shout out to his OnlyFans account. You need oh, to yes. need to give him some support on Franz. Franz's OnlyFans. Uh, he's hurting. He needs to pay those. When I'm bills. too tired to pay myself, <laughs> you got you got to know it's bad. Watch me sucky fucky. <laughs> <laughs> he will he uh I was told I was told by Kitty, our, our super fan from New Zealand, that she's gonna send us some uh some misery DVDs for, for, me you, to masturbate for on? you to jerk off on. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I'm not sure if you, she wants them back. Katie, you, you just won't. you let us know in the comments if you want them back. I'll I'll do whatever you want with them. In fact, I'll send them to Donald Trump if you want. I'll send them wherever you want, honey. They'll be covered in my shoes. She lives in New Zealand. I'm not sure if she gives a fuck about Donald Trump. You will be yeah. They fucking they have their own issues. I'll send them you to Fieri. You will be locked up so fucking fast for some cum covered DVDs of Donald Trump. Don, Donald's cummies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the biggest collabo you've had on, on one of those? Oh, we've we've had fours before. I, oh, I know. I was on. I was on one. Yes, you were recently. on one. We we did the um, the nude beach, which mm-hmm. was a very fun story with Lanky Lucifer and Deputy Dewey. So this is this feels like an odd pairing. Oh, this is a this yeah, is a fun this bunch. Is, this, this is a is fun a bunch. It's mm-hmm. almost like uh, worlds collide. I've really I've only had Punxsutawney Trail on episodes with. Uh, I'll I'll just say some uh, some throwback boys, and um, I've I've tend to only really give Frowns his singular episodes, but every once in a while he'll hop onto a a forfer. Yeah, we're never fucking feeling generous. We've done know. one with we've done one with my brothers. We've yeah. done one with uh, Harold Heavy Hands and Terry the Tickler. There, there have been a few where, where there's been a couple yeah, it's, people. It's kind of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing, you know, whenever someone wants to we'll have get to that. Episode. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where am I? Uh, I'm about two, two-thirds solo, one-third mix. I would say... I'm counting the series as a singular, though. That's fair. You know, when, you break up the series, obviously. It's... When Have you really only shared an episode with Cry in Hawaiian? No. Um, who else? Who else have we done episodes with? Uh, we went to dinner with him on Wednesday, and I can't remember his name, um, but it's from Lord of the Rings. Bilbo. Baggins. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. We did do an episode with Tom Bong. But yes, that was um, it. Yeah, it's a good time. I've done. You've done two. You've done two with other people. No, there was one other. I don't think so. Did I? So. Um, I think you just... Oh, I, think, I listened I think, in. I think Sir with, Newberry just yeah. showed up the night yep. before we went to Six Flags, but it was And it was one of those, he did an episode while I was in the room, and I did an episode while he was in the room, but, but it wasn't was, a multi-part. But so actually, acknowledged it. Yeah, I, I haven't done it. It was 3 o'clock in the I morning thought. by the time we were done recording yours, and he just, he like yelled at the end of the episode. He's like, let's go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. And it, was, it was understandable at that yeah. point. But yeah, this is a this is a fun group. It's been a it's been a crazy week, and if you could imagine four four big boys doing doing Universal and Disney, that's the sound of frowns slapping his belly. You could fit so many <laughs> bow buns in here. Oh, Joe Biden's bow buns. <laughs> I was gonna say, Punxsutawney, did you wanna did you wanna take a a, a moment to kind of shill your your new podcast? Oh yeah, um, so you know. <laughs> It's, it's a really disruptive time in, with American politics. Apparently, we have a, a large New Zealand, you know, listenership, but... Uh, like four people. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, large, large uh, by percentage. Uh, so, but, you know, the the thing here is, is that uh, I'm a major, huge Joe Biden fan, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to show my appreciation by... Um, creating the official. You can't call it official. It's the official. I mean, it's official. <laughs> like that's the only thing you can't do. Well, it's officially called the official <laughs> Joe Biden podcast. So, um, the official podcast called the official <laughs> Joe Biden podcast is probably what it'll be listed as. Where you know we just kind of talk about. We just say look fat, look alive. 
talk about Valmonds. <laughs> it's an hour and 20 minutes of, look, fat, look. It actually doesn't have much to do with politics. It's just, I just, I, I you know, I just really love Joe Biden in it's Kamala official, Khan. It's the official Joe Biden podcast where we tend to not talk about Joe Biden. I think that would be a good joke. Or politics at all. <laughs> the official Joe Biden podcast says nothing to do look with it up. Joe. Look it up on iTunes. Coming never. Yeah, that'll never happen. So, uh, I wanted to kind of start by... I wanted to kind of start by going around the room because we're all such big attitudes and we all have important things to say. Um, you got I'm, a fucking big attitude. Big ass attitude. I wanted to start by going around the room and asking, you know, what what did people enjoy the most about this week? Uh, like, cock. like what what did we? <laughs> if we have a memory that sticks out the most, you know, what were we doing? What what kind of you know, what was what was going on? And I want to start with Franz McBoo. Oh, why me? Why do you start with me first? I got a lot of things going on in my head. And I, I kind of, I, I take time to think about it. First off, you're going to need to speak up a little bit. And, and second off, I, I asked a question as your host about your, your happiest memory of this week. Well, I'm going to start off with one of these. <laughs> Notice he laughs. So, <laughs> the enabler. <laughs> Farts are funny. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm going to be fucking blacked out by this. <laughs> my favorite moment was getting to ride solo on the bike in the very first row in the very first car oh, that's right. for Hagrid's motorcycle ride. So after you guys left on our final day uh, of Universal because we had three days at Universal and you really you, you really don't need three days. You can do the entire thing in, in one good day yeah. or two kind of shitty days uh, but, but three days is a little extra and it's kind of just you know, to, to re-hit the tops. And on our last day, uh, Frowns and I, we had the idea. It was something that I did with my siblings the day before. Um, if we said we were just riding by ourselves, you are guaranteed to get on the motorcycle portion of the Hagrid's uh, motorbike. And it's a really fun ride because it, it feels like you're riding a motorcycle, except it's a high-speed, like, 60-mile-per-hour uh, roller coaster. And it's just, it's really great, it's narrated by Hagrid, and I fucking love Harry Potter. And um, when we were lined up, I was behind a really big party, and there was actually one car behind me, and I expected him to get on and be the caboose of the entire train. But when I got on, some mechanic came over and started fiddling with the back seat, so they actually told Frowns to stay behind. And I thought about it, and I was like, oh fuck, that means he's going to get the front seat of the next train on a solo motorbike. And believe you me, this is one of the coolest rides I've ever been on. I remember um, me and my brothers uh, last year, we we went down for the opening month of when the the ride came out. We went on it like two weeks after open. We waited four and a half hours in line just to get on it in like 100 degree weather. And uh, it was one of the coolest rides I've ever been on, and Frowns got to experience the penultimate 
uh, experience of riding that ride, and that's front train, front motorcycle, and just owned it. And when he got off, he had the biggest smile on his face, and he was just like, that was the coolest fucking ride experience I've ever had. Ever had. He, and he means, like, ever. And we've been to Disney twice, two, two other times. So, like, that's, that's a big fucking thing. And uh, let's, let's move over to where am I? What was, give, us, give us your tale, and we'll, so, we'll, give, we'll give our side of the tale. So, um, <laughs> the last time I was in Disney was May of 2018. And I had come down for half a week with my family. So I had two days at Disney. We did Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, and I had, it was my first time going to Epcot over 21. So I kind of set myself up for, you know, well, I want to drink around the world. And the last time I did it in 2014, or 2018, excuse me, um, I hit all of the countries but two. And I, I, I know that Canada was one of the two I didn't hit last time. Uh, I don't remember what the other one was. So... This time, coming down, I said, okay, well, last time I hit all but two. Obviously, this time, I want to hit all of them. And I, I believe I counted, there were 12 different countries, uh, or, or spots, and I know this time that I hit doubles in two of them, one of them being Japan, which was our final one. And just a button, we are here during Food and Wine Festival, mm -hmm. so there are, like, adjunct... Yeah. Countries there's there's kind like of kind of stations extras. put up in between the other ones. So in reality, there are probably twenty different places we could have we could have chosen from to, to stop and get things. So I I tallied myself at all of the major countries and a few few side things at fourteen drinks on the day, and some of them are a little light. And to be honest, I think I only had one beer. So. Almost every single one was liquor. Uh, I had a lot of mixed drinks, and I got absolutely fucking wasted. <laughs> and it was a blast. I did vomit. So I'll throw that out there as a disclaimer. <laughs> uh, typically, I hold myself very, very well. Um, it's probably the first time I vomited in a long time. But I was mixing a lot of I, things. Th and that's and what I was running out. Like, I was mixing so much because, you know, you get to France and you're like, well, I'm going to have champagne. You it was know? also, it was very hot. It was very exhausting. Yeah, it was raining. And, and you, you mixed so much because it wasn't just like, it wasn't just three or four different things. Like, yeah, it was, you legit it was 14 had, different you cultures. You legit had like 10 different types of liqueur. And that's just, that's a fucking lot. Like, mm. I, I stopped at eight. I was comfortable with eight. That's where I usually end around. And, like, even then, it was, like, I was sticking to, like, almost rum for, like, everything I was doing. And even then, it's just, like, you know, I had a ginger beer here, a tequila here, a vodka-based thing here. But at the end of the day, I have, like, five or six things that were just rum-based. That fucking like, jasmine beer was so good. That jasmine beer was intense. I remember you having, like, beer, tequila, wine... Champagne, mm -hmm. like fucking vodka. Yeah. Um, just say it. You know um, he, he fucking had yeah. it. And like I'm not just Tokyo talking Sunrise about, was the last one I had. He wasn't just like, like there were some drinks where he would get just like saw a an shot. American blackout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some times where he would get like a shot of something, or the portions were just very small. 
But then there were also times where like. Yeah, like we, in America, would, where it was like drinking, a fucking big ass right, a thing of whiskey, whiskey lemonade. Whiskey, right? And there were some times where like I'd get maybe three quarters through something, and I would just offer whatever I had to people who wanted to try it. And most of the time, he would just <laughs> yeah, he would just clo- like immediately grab it and down it and <laughs> just finish it. So like you did that a couple of the times. fourteen, <laughs> the fourteen honestly isn't even accurate because yeah. there were times where he had like. A loose swig of, of like a ginger beer based mango drink, and then there was like a loose swig of like a melon liqueur, you know. Yeah. And then let's you know, was was there anything else you wanted to say about that experience? Because I, I um, definitely I definitely want to retell your experience. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know that the end of the day, I was um, very excited. Autistic. Uh, <laughs> there's different adjectives you could use to describe it. I would describe it as jovial. <laughs> Others may describe it... Dumpster fire. <laughs> Dumpster fire. You were certainly that. jovial. I'll give you that. You stayed positive the whole time. You're not, a, you're not a grumpy drunk. Yeah. No. That's That's been one of my, my positives, and that's actually one of the reasons why, like, mm-hmm. I do enjoy drinking a lot, because I get very, very happy. Yeah. I get very, very chatty, and I'm... Like, I, I literally used to drink at work because I'm so good at talking to people when I'm drunk. But I wouldn't admit that in public. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, there there was there were there were just several points in time where you would be talking you'd be both talking to yourself and also just saying things out loud, and so much of it was just mixed with like yeah. cursing and and pointing at things and saying like. Saying things about people almost like to their faces, like to, yeah, from, from not talking feet, to them, but talking at uh, them, <laughs> talking about them two feet away from them, and and yes. there were just some oh times, that I don't remember. There would just be some times where I'm like, I'm like, hey, uh, inside voice, or like, hey, keep inside that kind, voice. keep that kind of thing to yourself, like inside voice. Somebody yeah. called you a douchebag, and you were like, what? This guy's being such a <laughs> dick. And we were, and I, and, and yeah, I, was, I wasn't even that drunk yet. Yeah, you were, cause I was you, at you like drink saying, number five. You kept saying woohoo at like loud noises. And then the guy called you a douchebag, and you were like, I don't know what this guy's problem is, I don't know, me and Frown looked at each other like, oh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a douchebag. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the guy, but he was like a really older gentleman on a scooter. Yeah. And he was literally like this distance from me, and he drove right by and went, douchebag. That's pretty funny. I was like, what the fuck, dude? What did I do to you? Yeah, that's a little uncalled for. I don't care what you did, like, outright calling someone a douche just for, like, you know, Enjoying exclaiming a, a, like, something in an amusement. Oh, dude! Yeah. I have, I have, it's not like you yelled "fuck" out loud. I have exactly that in came front, later. That in came front like of a bunch of kids. Stuff. Yeah, I was literally in Disney World. It's the most magical place in the world. Why wouldn't I be excited? I've called Absolutely. people worse names for less publicly <laughs> that I did not know. So I'll defend this guy a little bit. I mean, he, he also seems like a douche, but then again, yeah. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, it takes one to know. I'm cool. There was, a point, <laughs> there was a point in the night where Punxsutawney Trill had had said that it was kind of like a Make-A-Wish program because because when Where Am I just got stoned, he just started like, not stoned, drunk. He just started like exclaiming things and pointing at things and saying things out loud. And we were just like, man, he's really like channeling his inner autism. <laughs> just like, just kind of like he regressed. 
That's yeah. a Chrome logo. It's <laughs> a Chrome <laughs> Land with the Living. I mean, Living with the Land. <laughs> I, I have been called both autistic and uh, having Tourette's at more points in my life than I remember. I don't believe you to have either of those things. No, I, don't, I don't either. I don't it's just so funny when yeah. you're when yeah. you're drunk. And there <laughs> there was a point in time where you know it it got a little it got a little rambunctious. And you know we have to holster these kinds of things because we we do have to remember we're in public. We're in a we're but, in a park with a lot of kids. Yeah, right. And families, that's so. that's all it really came down to is like I didn't and like at the end of the day, M- most at of the my end of the day we we ran into other people who were far drunker than oh, you. Oh yeah, know, that's other being, yeah being far worse than you were. Okay, so, like that's that's kind of my rationale is like okay, you handled yourself better than those guys. Yeah, uh, most of my. Um, Where else erratic leaving? behavior yeah. was after the sun went down. Yep. Which I think is like a fair kind of, you know, you had a turn the knob. You know, when the sun was up, I was a little bit crazy, but like, you know, not really. I was, I was uh, contained. And then when the sun went down, it just, it like flipped the switch and I was like, oh, all, no, right. no, no holds barred. Right. And, and that's, and I would actually agree with that because there was a point where we got to Japan and you were like, I can't go potty by myself. And I was like, okay, I'll take you. And you're like, good, because well, I, I don't... I go uphill, I know come down. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, I know, I know fine way back. And I was like, words? And, and he was just like, he was like, you take me bathroom now? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and it was... It, it happened twice. It happened twice. Where I was just like, okay, yeah, no, I help with bathroom, Yes. And, uh, it was it was not the bathroom part. It was the locating of the bathroom that I was not good at. The, you know, an many, unfamiliar area. There are many winding walkways. <laughs> yeah. That lead through the uh, the world showcase, and Japan is no exception to this rule because I, I would have ended up like, by myself. I would have ended up stairs and little walkways and, and little different corners to get lost in. And, and the most tranquil of my shitting spots mm. in the World Showcase is in the back corner of J- Japan, behind uh, the store in Teppanito. Um, it's up a, up a hill, past some lanterns, past a little <coughs> artificial waterfall and and little creek. And it's just, it's all the way in the back by itself. It's just one little stall and one little... Uh, you know, uh, a porter, and and you know it's 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 so nice, and I've taken a dump there literally every time, and uh, and where am I needed some help finding that exact bathroom? And I don't uh, remember any of that. I would say within within two hours of each time he asked me, so <laughs> that's okay. He Wait, I a, went to the same bathroom twice. Uh huh. And you needed help both times. I don't remember either of them. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. And um, and lastly, on on ask Punxsutawney Trail, yeah. what was what was your favorite thing that you did this week? Yeah, highlights. I, I definitely I liked Epcot because I just like Epcot in general. You know, I've described Disney as a just like a series of walks to stare at expensive things, and uh, Epcot is kind of like the the like epitome of that concept. And so Epcot's always fun for me, uh, and it was it was cool because you know we're just grabbing snacks and grabbing beers or whatever at uh, different countries, so that's always fun. Uh, <clears throat> alternatively, I would say, like, I, I really like Hollywood Studios. The big thing is, I, you know, I'm also, a, like, kind of a Disney dweeb, because I've been to Disney quite a bit. Um, not so much Universal, but definitely Disney. Uh, it was really weird to see all the Star Wars stuff, because that's where 
like Hollywood Boulevard used to be in Disney. Uh, and then, you know what else was crazy? We didn't talk about this, but going into Toy Story Mania from the back, and I didn't, I, I didn't realize, I was like, why the fuck is this here? Mm-hmm. And then it, I realized, oh, this is the back of it. You know, yeah. and then <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking weird because I, A, I did not know that that Toy Story area was there. Um, and now it makes sense when you were saying, like, it's going to be a they're thinking about doing a Pixar thing like, like uh, California. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes more sense knowing that, that whole area is there because it kind of looked a little boring. Well, I had also realized that they closed the Incredibles, the little Incredibles section. Mm. I don't know if they had the right employee number in order right. to man that yeah. little back section. There's a lot of picture opportunities back there. And, um, it, and there were a it lot connects, of areas that were yeah. closed off. Yeah, it connects to the to the Toy Story area very well. So it's it what whatever they do with the uh, the Junior Playhouse Pavilion, the Launch Bay, and the now closed you know Voyage of Little Mermaid, um, and the the Waltz Dream, like yeah. they could blow yeah, yeah. up that entire section and add some really crazy shit if they want. Say goodbye to the Disney Junior Dance Party. Right. Uh, but I, I okay. So either either the the my main highlight would either be the uh, the new Star Wars stuff, which was really cool, mm-hmm. um, especially the Rise of the Resistance. Uh, just because that killer ride that yeah that that uh, like that yeah. magnetic tram that you just goes through this whole elaborate thing it is genuinely amazing that they could pull that off you know what I mean like you mm. you go and you like it's like it's like a practical ride and then it turns into like a little bit of a simulator drops you down into like another <clears throat> like a floor below and then you're you, that's the exit it's like that's amazing but then um, on top of that the other fun thing was a uh, the water rides at Universal, honestly, were just like, it's so dumb because it was just like afterwards I was like I'm done for the day, but like it was a lot of fun and I I think you would agree, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Those those water those water rides are honestly, so much fun. Honestly, that was gonna be my highlight. Yeah, because they're, they're <laughs> yeah. It's, honestly for me like for me I don't like being in wet clothes all day. It's like a day killer for me, but I fucking love water rides. I would love to so go to a water fun. park, but you know what I mean. It's just not yeah. in the cards. Anyway, that's. Either way, that would have been sweet. I want to very quickly dovetail off of that and just say that, like, I've never experienced Food and Wine Festival before, Mm. and now it seems like I almost want to come down, like, specifically during, like, October. I would love to hit, like, the tail end of Food and Wine and still be able to do, like, the Halloween shit. And for me, that would be, like, the perfect Disney vacation. And I I don't know, like, we, we did, like, nine days because we could, but under the right circumstance, I'd probably only want to do, like, four or five. And that's just, like, I would have park hopped so much of this yeah. trip and yeah. probably cut down a lot of time and well, a lot of extra shit that we rode. Well, and then we have reduced hours. Exactly, the reduced right. hours. We were, cut we were dealing with a bit. lot of shit in this trip and we were rolling with it very well. That's the thing that's honestly, I, like, to, just to bring that up for a second, the COVID stuff is really weird here. Like, it, it, was, it was interesting to see it play out because the lines look like they're fucking insanely long, but the reality is is that they're six feet between every party, so like a 45-minute line goes down the road. Um, it's, it's really crazy because like that line, if there was a real line on a regular day, like for the Tower of Terror, that, that we saw really today, read all the way out to that the would have been like a three hour water. line. It was all the way out at sunset and, and I've waited in a two hour oh. line for, for Tower of Terror before yeah. and it doesn't go out that far. It's it it, it only goes into the courtyard, the extended yeah. queue. And the other, the, the big thing that is, that I found very annoying about the, like all the COVID stuff is the, COVID stuff. the fucking mm-hmm. restaurant. 
dealing with restaurants because everybody's like it's I mean rightfully yeah. so they're they're so like anal retentive about having people anywhere reservation. near yeah. anywhere near restaurants they have the capacity is way lower in restaurants you know what I mean like and they all, a lot so much stuff in these particular parks is so like experience driven mm-hmm. so like you're just like put in situations where you don't get to really see things or like fuck around with stuff like you normally would so it's like it's a little it's like a little like removed from the point of being there but you know like the cantina today i think it was a perfect example it's like you want to get around you want to stand yeah, up you want to like around look and, at things take pictures like, and you know and we were saying you know like does everybody keep wearing masks after covid and i'm like no because the reality is, is that everybody's gonna there's gonna be a thousand people in that bar as soon as covid's over they're gonna be packed, jam-packed together and everybody's gonna breathe on each other's nuts and it doesn't matter who's wearing a mask or what and that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? Because it's a more fun environment. It's so weird being in like a fucking Star Wars cantina and there's like 12 people in there. There wasn't... It's re- so weird. And I do kind of... I also kind of draw the lines around restaurants as well because it's just like... It's like I turned around in the sci-fi and I was like, I'm three feet away from the table next to us and nothing is stopping me from breathing in their direction. Like, it, it does get a little stupid. And I just yeah. think like... Yeah, walking around in the parks, riding rides, touching things like that's standing that's fine. In, standing in queues, but like you know, there, there. I guarantee there are three or four people who breathed on my food before it got to me. You know, like yeah. I just, at the end of the day, it is. It just is what it is. It's a little know? weird, but uh, you know, it was still it. It didn't ruin the experience. It didn't ruin anything. No. It's just like yeah. For for every con, there was definitely a pro. Yeah, you I know? loved. Only fifty percent fifty percent occupancy on the plane, though. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, on the plane and in the parks, you know, there were definitely yes. there were definitely some empty park days that we definitely took advantage of. Like, we were we were out of yeah. Animal Kingdom super early, and that's because flight of passage had like a I don't know like a fifteen to twenty minute Dude, wait. That even know, today, that brand new Mickey ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mickey. It and took us like forty away minutes, away, I think, or yes. less. Something yeah. around forty minutes. One really, that's a that's a two hour wait in a regular day, you know. Yeah. So it's you know you win some, you lose some. Um, the 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 biggest downer for me was missing horror nights. I think that that yeah. punched me in the nuts pretty early on in the trip. And now that I think about it, like it really couldn't have happened. Like yeah. there just there was yeah. no there was no good way that would have worked. And frankly, we've been passing out so early yeah. most of the nights we come back here. The idea of staying out until one or two just to do a bunch That's of haunted houses yeah. would have been would have been a lot. But then again, I think we would have prepared differently. Yeah. So it's tough to say. Well, also, I mean, you think you think Franz is, is you know you're you're anal about the potential COVID now, you know the the horror stuff. You know what I mean? The the haunted house. Uh, there were people bumping in here or whatever. Having, they having would fucking breathe on me would fucking knock me. Hey, having experienced horror nights in California just last year, mm. I know for a fact that there are ways that they could have done mm. things which would have made people feel a lot more comfortable with the idea of a haunted house during COVID yeah. times. That being said, the lines would have been ridiculous they would have been bad you guys didn't see city walk the first night we were here yeah i was the only one who went yeah, and was yeah. like oh let me go get you know 
do and, the thing. And it was popping. It was an absolute shit show. It was popping. Like, it, yeah. the, there was... I was like, there's no fucking way. And I was just sitting there playing my Pokemon Go, you know, wandering around, looking at random shit. But the, there were people fucking it was holiday weekend. everywhere. There were people, yeah. there oh, were yeah. And that's the other thing to mention. It's Labor Day. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say that a highlight for me was yeah. definitely Food and Wine Fest. Um, if there was any detriment... Um, it was the missing of horror nights because that's that's like a big reason why I wanted to come down here, but that being outright canceled just means that I'll do it next year. And um, I was gonna say that my favorite like ride experience was definitively mm. um, riding Popeyes with Frowns, Punks, and my family who we met when we were down here because there's there's just something about like a River Rapids ride. That and I'm sorry, where am I? That you missed out on the experience, no, but man. there's there's something about a river rapids ride that is kind of like a Russian roulette in my head, and it's just so funny to see certain people just get fucked <laughs> by waterfalls on those types of rides because you're all pointing fingers at each other, waiting to see which one of you is gonna get it. <laughs> and I remember one of the water guns on that ride literally hit me square in the <laughs> dick. Mm. And no one saw it except for my sister's boyfriend, <laughs> who was just, like, laughing his ass off because a water gun literally spouts, like, as it's perfect and arcs correctly into my crotch and smacks me right on the dick. And I go, oh, and he just makes eye contact with me when I keel over. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, you know. And, and there were just so many moments where it's like, as it's spinning, you're just like laughing and looking at each other, like, who's going to get dumped on? And, and so many of those moments, like, yes, it's the initial, like, waterfall, but then they also have, like, an afterburst where, it, like, it literally shits on someone. And it's like, there were just so many moments where it just, like, nailed someone so good and they were just absolutely soaked. And under the right circumstances, a water ride can be very... Very funny. Splash Mountain as well. And and Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain's fun. <laughs> Splash Mountain in the rain was a good time yeah. as well. Um, we we had a, end that day. We yeah. had a lot of fun, and I would say we ended we ended the days pretty pretty funnily each time. You know, like I went on Hagrid's motorbike I think five or six times this week, and that wouldn't have happened under regular circumstances. Yeah. You know, that's it's a brand new ride, and and the and I've. I once waited four and a half hours to get on that, and we walked on four of those five times. We waited only once, and it was the first time when it wasn't even working correctly, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I got to ride it an extra four other times after that fact. And, um, you know, Jurassic Park needs to be fucking redone. I'm, oh. so, I'm so done with how That was the longest, I don't like the longest ride, ride looks. That was the worst. That was probably wait. the longest wait we were in the entire week, and that's saying that, something. But that was also, that was on Labor Day. Yes. And it, it felt even fucking longer because we had gotten off a plane that morning and none of us slept. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, there, there were a lot of really great, like, smaller moments that, you know, I, I, I think are. The epitome of a good Disney, good Universal trip. I don't think I'm going to be doing a very long or, you know, meticulous trip like this in a, in a while. Yeah. You know, even when Nintendo Land opens up with Epic Universe, I think I'm just going to come down and do Universal, you know? Like, I think I'm kind of done doing, like both of them on the same trip. It's just a lot it's of... It's exhausting. It's an exhausting and extensive mm. process. You definitely don't need this many days in Universal. No. 
No. That's why, like, I mean, the like, now, Disney but, and but if we had the water Hope, park, you know, that would have taken off. They took the water park away from us on two of our days here, yeah. so that that is an unfortunate circumstance. We Volcano Bay is very cool. We could have done it. We didn't do it. Yeah. It's just something that that we missed this time around. And when Epic Universe opens, this will absolutely be a three to four day park experience because I imagine yeah. that. That's going to be its own magic kingdom of, of Tom Fuckery. You know, the, yeah. the stuff that they've leaked but but haven't, like, officially announced. Like, they're going to do a horror, a universal horror monsters section, like, a year-round universal oh, like horror monsters. Oh, like Tom Cruise, Russell yeah. Crowe. Right, right. You know, uh, the, uh, the, the, that lady. Javier Bardem, yeah. Johnny Depp. Right, Johnny Depp is the yeah, invisible man. All of that shit. Oh, and, um... <laughs> Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, right. uh, a new Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and of course the the Nintendo Land. Like that's that's gonna yeah. be a big fucking that's deal. Be fucking awesome. And I imagine I'm gonna try to get this exact crew to come back down for for those three or four days in a couple years, um, and and there should be five or six more rides at that point. You know, in in the existing parks. And hopefully so we will be a hundred pounds lighter each. <laughs> we will collectively be under one thousand pounds. Brother, dude, it, uh, brother. If I here's the thing, if we are not under a thousand pounds collectively, we shouldn't come back. Period. Yeah. Because we, we're not going to enjoy it. Honestly, yeah. this has been so stressful for my body, as I'm sure it's been for yours. Like, this has been a fucking nightmare. France has had many look fat look moments. <laughs> As well as look, feet, like, look, like he's feet, dead feet, like pain, like I mean, so much pain. His legs have not experienced this. this, <laughs> yeah. this they kind have like of swollen, pain. pregnant ankles. Yeah. <laughs> he really, he really does. No, I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You do. Yeah, I do. Like, come on. It's exacerbated by being a fatty. <laughs> and I want to, but you know, I want, I want to put an addendum. So when I said that we have to be collectively under a thousand. I didn't mean... You have to lose 300 pounds the us, rest of us. Three of us are 200, and one of us goes up to 400. <laughs> which, which, one of us, which one of us is going to be... We're going to we're, we're gonna need an intervention at that point, because the motherfucker's going to be a rascal. Hashtag gonna, big boss. Yeah, I... If, with the fedora, the glasses, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Do I have to be put on... A scooter, I refuse. Mm. Oh, like no, just no, there's no, no, and, absolutely and, not. And we, my my family has sowed so much resentment for those types of people that I will never ever become that yeah. person. And I, I've had to push my sister in a wheelchair because she busted her leg. Like even that was a pain in the ass. So yeah. it's like I, I I cannot be that person, and yeah. and I will not be that person. I didn't think I was in that bad of shape before I got here. <laughs> But even they, but even now I realize like holy shit like I definitely like if I had lost like where am I was saying if I had lost like 20, 20 or so pounds this year I probably wouldn't have felt as bad yeah but, like if if when like, when you're at, when you're in an amusement park and you have moments where you're like you know that bitch in the fucking rascal scooter she's got the right idea then you know <laughs> then you know you're like holy fuck I gotta change some things about my life because there was a moment where I was like you know. Yeah. You know, I would like to sit around all day. I'd like to live in Wally. You I know? can, however, say, blister aside, blisters are just naturally, you know, calloused things that happen when when you're doing extensive movement and it's hot and it's sweaty and you know X, Y, and Z happens to make that happen. I can proudly say that I did not have ankle or feet problems no. this entire trip, and I do have clinical 
like orthopedic problems with mm. my ankles and feet. So for me to say that I did this entire trip without experiencing that level of pain, I had to pop 800 milligram ibuprofen the last time I was here. I was limping Whoa. out of the park with my parents. Because you got those shoes. And I got two brand new pairs of shoes for this trip. And I yeah. broke them in before coming down here. And honestly, they were a lifesaver. And I did not experience nearly as much pain. Like Where Frowns is right now, I was there two years ago. Mm. And I was limping my way out of every park because I just like my feet are so fucked I'm, I'm heavy and my I've worn nothing but converse for my first 20 years of my yeah, life yeah. I'm just so fucking flat footed and my ankles roll they just roll all the time like I can walk in a straight line and my ankle will just be like oh fuck and like that just happens and that didn't happen once this trip and it didn't happen before this trip and I'm just like super thankful that I've avoided a lot of pain because that was like my number one concern, like coming down here and leaving like more fucked up than I came yeah. down here. I definitely got a lot of in my heels and in my ankles. I'm feeling it, but no blisters. You, you know? didn't have any blisters. No, no. no blisters. No, I, I had a bad one, and Frowns is looking a little. Septic. You got one like day one. I was looking got, a little I've septic. I got four. Wow, wow. And, but this one yeah that, here that's is big you growing another toe there brother <laughs> yeah my second we one should, uh, we should name that one my second one <laughs> Javier over there Javier. oh he's a big boy he has a life of his own thank yeah god. thank god he's not green or yellow cause that's when you know you're fucked he's making decisions now <laughs> anyway I, anyway we're I want the ice cream give, give the front ice hold on cream. wait that's not him that's you <laughs> oh fuck you caught him oh, no. more ketchup more ketchup it's almost it's almost like <laughs> dude farts are so funny <laughs> oh that was so funny uh, it doesn't smell funny though no it smells awful <laughs> Actually, I don't. I haven't caught a whiff of it yet. So. All right. So we've we've done a lot of talking. Is there any like offshoots that we wanted to, to mention right now, or is there stuff we can save for tomorrow? I think we're good saving for tomorrow. I'm not scared of you anymore. Yeah, we can definitely get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like let's save all of the the repeatables. The repeatable in jokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of that isn't even like cut worthy. So what time are we at? Let's let's actually start with um, with Punxsutawney Trail um, because it's the first one that I have up here and it's the first one that I'm kind of interested in. I wanted to, to start, this is a fun one for, for people who are Disney files like me and Punxsutawney Trail. Um, there, there was a lot of drama, I would say, back in the late 80s, early 70s with a lot of the experimental stuff that Disney was trying to do because they were trying to find cheap ways to make a lot of money but also enhance park experiences. Do you know what River Country was? No, no, I don't. You actually don't? No. Oh, this is fun then. So River Country was around the um, Wilderness Lodge area, down past, you know, all the water parks and everything, mm -hmm. but it was literally swampland. It was swampland. They carved it up emptied it out and kind of created a natural basin and then refilled it with new water and then had it kind of recycle itself. Now, the problem with having a pool, quote-unquote, right next to swamp water <laughs> is bacteria transmission and, like, the natural elements. 
So River Country gets shut down, I think, somewhere within like the five or six years it's, it's even opened because people started developing like a necrotizing fasciitis Ooh. that started eating away their skin because of the bacteria that would spread from the swamp. And people, people were like suing Disney and people were like, you know, picketing it and boycotting it to get that area shut down. And it was this huge fucking thing. River Country was a big fucking deal. And River Country also spawned another one that we're going to read tomorrow, which is Discovery Island. It was this little place that you took a boat to, and they had a bunch of natural animals living on this little, you know, preservation, this little island with birds and fun little creatures and everything. And people just hated it. No one went there. It, it was, it, it just, it pissed people off. It was a waste <laughs> of time, and they just shut it all down. But the problem was they didn't have anywhere to put the animals afterwards. So they kind of just, like, let them loose. And, like, to this day, like, they're just, like, there's, like, broken down buildings that have never been, you know, actually condemned. You know, it's it's private property, so they're allowed to do with what they want with this shit. Only recently was River Country completely concreted over, completely bulldozed, and now there's a new resort. Uh, I believe the Riviera is mm. there is there okay. now. But it took the entire River Country area, which used to just be... It, it used to boast this, like, come to a natural water park where we use, you know, Florida natural water and, you know, fun slides and all that. And it sounds so great on paper. And then yeah. I think I think a kid literally died there. I think he drowned. And then, and then it started bringing up, like, the sickness that people were starting to get. And it was just... It became this big fucking thing. So people... We're reading creepypastas today. I have a feeling that this person really loved the kind of dead kid, sick river country narrative. And I think this is what he's running with. So the first one that we're going to be reading, I'm going to let Punxsutawney Trail take this short one. It's called River Country Film. All right. So, it had been three years since my family had last gone on, on a vacation to Florida, something we did annually before the recession hit. Since we now had enough money, my parents decided, under the popular demand of my sister and I, that we go to Walt Disney World again. Uh, we were both teenagers, and our parents kind of saw this as a bit juvenile, but decided it would be fun anyway. Uh, I could not wait to finally go back, and neither could my sister. Being avid theme park goers as well, we were especially attracted to the creativity and the, well, magic, as one would say, about the rides there. <clears throat> they never got old and uh, had their share of nostalgia and excitement. However, there was one other reason I wanted to go. I normally associated Walt Dis- or Disney World with uh, words such as excitement, fun, and happiness, but with these characteriz- uh, characterizations came uh, counterbalances. After scrolling through OMG Facts one night, that's oh my god for those of you. Uh, oh, the layman. Oh, yes, the layman, the layman obviously, uh, who doesn't surf the web. Oh my god. Um, oh my god facts one night. Uh, I came across a rather interesting fact. It was about an abandoned water park in Walt Disney World, apparently named River Country. I was absolutely appalled by this since I had previously thought of Disney in a more idealistic and perfect way. The water park was directly on the shores of Bay Lake being that huge stagnant body of water adjacent to the Magic Kingdom, River Country was, and still is, on the same side as the park, as the theme park just mentioned, but right next to a resort called Walt Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Oh, okay. 
Surrounding the water park on the resort side is a large green wall and signs dotting it. The place opened in 1976 and used water from Bay Lake and most of the park's attractions. It was very rustic and wilderness-based in design and contained artificial rocks that resembled those used on another uh, attraction, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. There was a dam present to keep chunks of dirt and mud from getting into the water, uh, so guests did not have to worry about swimming in an artificial bog created by water from the lake. It was open for 25 years, closing its doors in 2001, and in 2005, a statement released by Disney, so the park would be closed for good. So for about 11 years, River Country was uh, had, had been sitting abandoned. Nature, in, um, nature is in its advanced stages of reclaiming the area, but the slides remain, and so do the artificial rocks and the small pond, now a swamp, that was uh, used for swimming. Many urban explorers have infiltrated the area, jumping over the walls uh, to get footage of the abandoned water park. One of the most controversial things about the park nowadays is why it is closed, which is what I was uh, destined to find out. I wanted to see some real footage of the area before it closed as well, since uh, from what I had heard, it was very joyous and bustling with tourists compared to its ghost town status today. I was without internet at the time, so about two days before we were planning to uh, to leave, I went to the public library, which our <laughs> public library. Uh huh. That's how you know this is a fucking creepy pasta. <laughs> All right. All right, when, when, was, when was this? Was this in 2005? Um, uh, which archived many old videos that people in the community had dug up in their attics and donated to the library to be part of a small historical society. You can tell it's dated just because, like, the, you know, so many of the facts are public now. So much of Disney's dark secrets right. have been aired. You know, like, at one point in so the... So this was like an urban myth at the time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, well, the, but... The but, date on this is 2012. Okay, so, you know... Like most most people don't know that like at one point in the in the early nineties, you know Thunder Mountain Railroad completely derailed and killed, <laughs> and killed like fourteen people. Like when you buy a ticket to go into Disney, and this is something I've talked with my brothers about extensively, you are giving them the right to essentially hide your death from happening. Now, like you can't necessarily hide the body. Like people do account for that shit, mm-hmm. but like. It won't become public knowledge. There's like, a yule of these these things that happen in these parks. They are allowed to effectively cover them up to save themselves. Like when people die in suits, like protocol is to leave their bodies where they sit, even if they were, you know, taking pictures with kids. You know, handlers are supposed to stay with people for when the characters, you know pass out or, or, you know, God forbid, die on the job, you know, like, there are reasons, there, there, there are protocols here that, like, people read about and then just completely run away with for these types of narratives. <laughs> Do you want me to give you a little bit of Florida history? Florida history. Years? So, this has recently changed. Yeah. Um, and one of the big thing, one of the big reasons why it's changed is because Florida's law has actually changed. Okay. So, we, we know uh, in society of Florida man. Right, you know, just this, yeah, this generalized. You can Google search Florida man, and you find everything. The Florida biggest, man farts in a room yeah, full of people. Uh, the biggest reason why Florida man is as extensive as he is is because Florida has made it illegal to withhold any information. They are one hundred percent. The public will have access to one hundred percent of all information that happens in Florida. Yeah. So all the stupid shit that, like, say up in Pennsylvania, 
the, the police department just wouldn't tell the newspaper about, mm -hmm. they legally have to here in Florida. Mm -hmm. So the, the percentage of those things being released to the public is, is literally 100%, which is why it's so so frequent, yeah, looks yeah. Like I guess crazy. would be the word. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why they made that change. <laughs> that um, so Florida actually said their laws like, hey, everything that happens in Florida, I don't care where, I don't care when, I don't care how, I don't care who, it is public knowledge, mm -hmm. period. Most people, most people associate like Disney deaths with like, I, I suppose... The most popular one is that kid who died. The yeah, crocodile. Oh, I wasn't even going to say that one. That was the Grand Floridian a couple... Yeah. You know, we, we were recording a week after we came back from there. But I was going to say, the kid in like 2001 or 2002 who died on Mission Space mm. um, the week it opened. I don't know that one. Yeah. A kid got rocked so fucking hard that he had like a fucking aneurysm For or what? a stroke or something on Mission Space. Did somebody hit him? That's the reason they have a green track. No, he went on the adult orange track G-Force ride, yeah. and it rocked him so fucking hard that his brain stopped working. Wow. Damn. And that's why they have the green track now, for people who can't handle that type of yeah. shit. He didn't know that he had some kind of underlying condition, yeah. but that the intensity of that ride fucking triggered it and killed him. You could look it up. There's like an 11-year-old who just got murked wow. by that fucking ride. But anyway... Alright, continuing on. <clears throat> Hoping that I might find some uh, good footage, I asked a librarian if uh, they happened to carry any videos concerning family vacations. She nodded, she nodded and brought me to a small section containing many old VCR cassettes and a few DVDs here and there. About, uh, after about half an hour of searching, I finally came across a cassette with the words, The Old Fashioned Swimming Hole, <laughs> which was actually my name in college. Uh, that was my nickname in <laughs> college. Uh, inscribed on on the top of it, this was a term used to describe river count uh, river country uh, during its glory days. So I took it, almost certain that it was uh, the footage I was looking for, and uh, I asked the librarian if I could sign it out. But she told me that the historical videos had to stay in the library. I could, however, watch the video in a small conference room uh, behind the front desk. The librarian led me into the uh, windowless room. And I took a seat in front of the television. She left the room and closed the door so that the audio would not disturb any of the other library patrons. I popped the uh, cassette into the VCR under the TV and turned the lights off so I could see the video better. There's a lot of... You could just say you started watching the fucking tape. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was it's creepypasta. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was expecting the quality to be low anyway. Uh, for about half of a minute or so, the screen was gray. It was accompanied with a loud beeping noise, typical for old VCR cassettes. The gray soon disappeared, showing footage of two individuals in front of the entrance to River Country. They were both men, and it was uh, either very late at night or very early in the morning as nobody else was in the park. Ve uh, very few of the water park's lights were on either. On the bottom left corner of the screen, the date November 1st, 2001 was displayed. That was significant because the water park closed for good the very next day on November 2nd. The two men were talking about how they, were, uh, they had been denied entrance to the park in the morning since it had reached its guest capacity limit. They also stated that it, at only these hours of night could they get past the park security. The two walked up to the uh, bigger water slides in the park, which led directly into the pond supplied by the green, lake of the, bay, uh, the green water of the Bay Lake. 
Once they both got to the top of the slide, which was encircled by artificial orange rocks, one man prepared to slide down. The two laughed over uh, what seemed to be an inside joke. And finally, the cameraman ended up pushing his friend down. I heard him scream in delight as he descended to the pond. The cameraman then proceeded uh, back the way they came to get to the slides and across a bridge that traversed the small lagoon. He ended up back at the pond's shore where the sound of a splash was heard. This is when the video started to dot, 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 unsettle me all over. <laughs> After waiting at the shore of the pond for about three minutes, nobody surfaced. The cameraman began to cry his friend's name frantically and started to run back. Uh, started to run back to get help at the Fort Wilderness Resort. Uh, he stopped abruptly, though, at what seemed to be a uh, to be the kitty area, a small shallow pond. On hearing a faint cough, he suddenly turned around and saw a barely visible shadow about ten or so feet behind him. Relieved, the cameraman started to approach his friend, glad that he was okay. But again, he abrupt, uh, he abruptly halted. The friend's head was hanging low, and he slowly inched uh, he slowly inched it up. The cameraman started to hyper uh, hyperventilate as the features of the other man's face began to show. Crimson, dry blood was caked around his mouth, and uh, some was even dripping off his chin. He was missing all the hair on his head as well, but uh, one of the most disturbing parts of this image was that he was saying, look, fat, look. (laughs) He was saying, subscribe to my Joe Biden podcast, the official Joe Biden podcast. Um, there, There are patches of skin missing that revealed parts of the man's skull and jawbone, and he was even missing his right eye, leaving an empty socket. I became severely nauseous at the sight of this, uh, to the point where I was swallowing my own vomit. Yeah, you know, just you know, I wouldn't do that. Just let it out. My heart was. Uh, my heart also began to race. This fear uh, started to settle in my body. As the last minutes of the film approached, the horrendous figure mu- uh, muttered something. Something that sounded like "There is no hope under the water." There's no hope yeah. under the water. <laughs> uh, with that, the cameraman ran for his life, wheezing and panicking throughout his ordeal. I wanted to turn off the television. I wanted to turn the television off and run myself, so I bolted to the door leading out to the, uh, out of the room. I reached for the doorknob and paused. The television was giving off the sound of an old furnace found in the basement of, of a home, just in a softer tone. This tone, for some unknown reason, kept me from moving anywhere. I was just staring blankly at the television. The cameraman was still uh, was still sprinting, but uh, did not seem to be making any progress. He had ended up back at the large pond where the slide had dumped his friend. He could hear some sobbing softly, fearing for his life. Suddenly, the tape began to gradually slow down as the, as the man frantically looked from side to side. The audio volume, along with the furnace sound, went up as the video lagged. Haltingly, which may or may not be a word, <laughs> uh, the uh, cameraman turned all the way around and shrieked at the sight of his friend. The video paused on the last frame, exposing the caked blood all over the other man's face. The top of his skull bone was now completely exposed, his right eye still missing. His mouth was wide open, and coming from it uh, was what looked like a combination of the water from Bay Lake and bile. This stayed on the screen for about 10 seconds and switched to a black screen displaying one message, the epidemic begins today. And uh, that's where COVID started, um, mm-hmm. where a bunch of... And he was actually chewing on... He was chomping on a bat underwater. Oh. Yeah, it was it was COVID-17 <laughs> back then. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I, I forgot about that one. The epidemic begins yeah, yeah. today. <laughs> uh, instantly, the power went on, and I was left alone in the darkness of... Uh, 
or the power went out, I'm sorry, and I was left alone in the darkness of the conference room. I became so terrified as I could not see a thing, and I could not see the door either. I began to shake in absolute fear. The uh, uh, river country has closed because of this, and it was obvious. Walt Disney World had been keeping a disgusting secret. I rushed to the other side of the room, disoriented, but all I felt was the warm breath was or was warm breath seeping down my neck, and, sm- and the smell of bile. Publisher's note: River Country is an actual abandoned water park that has been sitting dormant <laughs> in Walt Disney World for over a decade. Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? Oddly. The lights are still on within the area, and the music still plays as well. Many theories have come up about its closing, but one of the most plausible ones, and one that has been confirmed by WDW employees, is that a deadly type of amoeba was found within the water of Bay Lake, which, this is a long sentence, which was used to supply many of the, uh, which was used to supply many parts of the theme park. This amoeba can cause severe illness or death, so as a precautionary measure, Disney closed the park for good. I like how you read uh, thrilling and unsettling uh, sentences um, because there's no differentiation in your tone of voice. <laughs> and then I was scared, and then I and then I ran, and then the friend was bleeding, and the blood. Yeah, <laughs> and I just like I don't I don't care because you're reading it, and you're allowed to read however you want. But also because creepypastas are mostly bullshit, yeah. <laughs> and I know that's how you feel. That's a that was a pretty straightforward one. Uh, there was there wasn't any any severe wackiness that uh, is easy to kind of riff on and like shit on. You know, I, I would say mostly shit on when it comes to creepypasta stuff. <laughs> but the, yeah, that one was uh, it was pretty straightforward and uh, kind of a uh, it was like it was like a really shitty Resident Evil intro. You know what I mean? <laughs> when and then they would be like that. Honestly, that would be a fun Resident Evil game. Is if yeah. uh, you know Leon has to go to he goes to like a fucking Definitely abandoned yeah abandoned yeah totally like a Los Plagas type deal goes yeah. to a goes to an abandoned uh, theme park you know and then he's like hey but what's going on over there buddy and then he's, he's fucking no hope yeah. Under the water. yeah and he's got one eye and he's his bones exposed and then uh, and then Leon goes what the and then shoots him in the fucking what the he mashes fuck is that? he mashes a down you know. <laughs> They're trying to avoid the boulder that's coming from down the slide, and then Ada swoops in and steals him. So well, yeah, halfway through the game, Ada Ada's like, she just shows up and says some words, and then he he simps for her the entire game. Except she's not in a red dress; it's like red floaties. Yeah, and she looks white, and she's whiter. And she's whiter. She's whiter. Look at that look. And it's oh, whiter. She's whiter. <laughs> she gets a little whiter every. She day. gets a little whiter, and then she gets whiter. Yeah, whiter. Well, you know, it's 2020. We need more positive role models for women. So we need her to be a big fucking giant purple-haired fatty. So she's she's also wearing a BLM shirt and she's protesting. Just because, you know, we need positive role models. <laughs> um, so, so River Country, we pretty much explained that one yeah. before jumping into there. You know, do some research. You will find that there was... There was definitely something going on in the water. That's why they closed it. It wasn't safe for people. There's no mystery there. The mystery's been resolved. And more to the point, that River Country doesn't exist anymore. It's actually one of the only things that Disney has completely bulldozed over and mm-hmm. tried to forget about. You know, like, there are things that they remake. There are things that they get rid of. There are things that they close and shut down and yeah. just try to make people forget. But things like, they repurpose. River, <clears throat> River Country is literally gone. And, you know, that's just... 
it's a part of the past that I'm I'm sure I'm sure I even went there at some point in the in the early nineties. Like now knowing that it really was open well, until that would the explain early why you have that rotting arm. That we, right, we explains you know, why my arm is rotting. We, we haven't discussed this until for, now, but for twenty years, dude, yeah. that thing stinks. My arm has been rotting for twenty years. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it checks out. Um, well, you know, and here's the thing, right? Is that so? If you want to do a creepy pasta, like I'm no creepy pasta expert here, and I wouldn't write one because, uh, you know, I, I've been I've been laid before, so um, <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't write one myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but if I were to write one, I think that base, you know, the basis on using like this real you know, narrative that actually happened. Yes. It could have been, it could have been a more long-term thing than like guy watches video and then, you know, it's a spooky, spooky man without a face. It could have, (laughs) you know, it could have just been like literally a guy. Well, he went into the water and it immediately killed him. Yeah. It could have been something like, like, oh, we went on this family vacation and my fucking sister's face was rotting off. You know what I mean? And like, (laughs) but but I'm saying like, like a month down the road and it's like, they didn't really know why and blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, mm-hmm. Disney was trying to, you know, kind of like they're, they're trying to like brush this off. Yeah, like, if they were yeah. trying to cover it up. Why is this tape yeah. sitting at a fucking local library yeah. in Minnesota? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a there is a spooky story that could be told there. There's like a there's probably like a fun, not so fun because these are these were real people that got fucked by this. But like totally. there could there could be like some, a like a cabin fever like shit. a yeah like or even just like a fucking courtroom drama about like Disney fighting this case. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, seriously, like that's a. <laughs> That would be that would be an interesting story. It, to my knowledge, I I do believe this to be true. I'm pretty sure a kid died, and that's actually what that's actually what caused them to say, "Okay, we gotta close this fucking thing right. down for good." Like, I'm sure they were skirting a lot of the problems before that point, you know. But I think like a kid drowning actually like nailed the coffin to like, okay, we need to fucking finish this. Yeah. Like, would they 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 couldn't manage it. It was just too. It was too big and the pools were too wide and they really, like, no one knew that kid was drowning because there was just too many fucking people in the pool. And it just happens. Um, This was the next one I found. Um, I'm actually going to let Frowns read this one. Um, Frowns, I'm going to... He gets funny ones related to, like, characters. So I'm going to let him take this one. This is a creepypasta called The Costume. On November 24th, 2005, there was a disturbing occurrence at Disneyland. It was an average day at the Wonderfilled Amusement Park. Families were scattered throughout the park. The excited squeals of children rang out over the crowds. I'm not scared of you anymore. And Disney mascots wandered around and posed for pictures. Suddenly, the magic of Disneyland was shattered as a frantic call ran out over the crowd. James, where are you? James, James! A mother was running around Main Street, <laughs> sticking with man. it, stick, sticking with it, <laughs> calling out her son's name. Other mothers pulled their children closer to them as the woman ran around, her voice growing quickly from panic to horrible desperation. Tears began to roll down her face. Park security showed up and looked around with an announcement was made over the intercom to look for James with a description of what he was wearing. The boy wasn't found, and nobody volunteered any information. It was only a few hours later that something else had happened. Rony! 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 Where's Rony? (laughs) The same horrible scenario all over again. 
Our mother ran around shouting for her son and asking if people had seen him. She's, she ran around to the boy's father chasing after her, begging her to calm down and trying to reassure her by telling her that they would find him. Another announcement was made about Ronnie. Nobody came forward with any information. After two kids had gone missing in the same day, something had to be done. Security in the park was tightened. <coughs> Pardon me. Placing security guards near almost every attraction in the park. Footage from surveillance cameras was reviewed, but nothing more than people buying sunglasses or Mickey Mouse walking by with a few kids was seen. There was one security guard who had reported that one kid had told him that he had seen Ronnie. The guard said he was standing outside of one of the rides when a little boy walked up to him. The boy looked to be no more than six or seven years old. I know what happened to that boy, he told the guard. Do ya? The security guard didn't know what to think. The boy probably hadn't seen anything important, but it probably would be worth a listen. The boy nodded. I saw Ronnie. He was with Mickey Mouse. But Mickey was being mean to him. Mickey took Ronnie. Mickey? <laughs> the guard said he was confused. How could a child think that Mickey Mouse was taking the kids? The guard just assumed it was a pedophile or kidnapper or something, and he knew that the kids would be found. Where did Mickey Mouse come into this? Yeah, Mickey Mouse ate Ronnie. He ate the other boy, too. The guard was speechless. He was still trying to think of what to say when the boy's parents hurried over and pulled their child away, scolding him to be careful around the park and thanking the security guard for finding their son. And as fast as the boy had appeared, he was gone. <gasps> the security guard knew he shouldn't have been too bothered about what the kid had said about Mickey. Yet he couldn't seem to push the thought of it out of his mind. Mickey Mouse, how could he do this? How could he do this? How Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they took my kids. The security guard waited until his room shift was over. He's instigating me. Puxatani is the worst. <laughs> yeah. The security guard waited until his shift was over. But instead of leaving, he went to the security room where a bunch of monitors displayed video from the surveillance cameras. He asked the people working there to review the footage and look for Mickey Mouse around the time that James had gone missing. The tapes were rewound and the scenes from earlier that day were replayed on the monitors. The guard's eyes darted from one screen to the next until finally he noticed something. He told... It's fair. It's fair. Gasp. <laughs> he, he told the men to pause the video. Everybody in the room focused on the monitor. Even though there wasn't much to see, Mickey Mouse and a small child were walking toward a maintenance room door in what seemed to be Tomorrowland near the Space Mountain. The child seemed confused. Maybe a little scared. Maybe a little aroused. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> The guard decided to check it out before he went home. He couldn't forget. Oh, so you don't fucking yell at him, but you yell at me? Pops, Tawny, uh, keep them farts inside your butt. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
Show me Ghostbuster. No, preach. <laughs> he couldn't forget that one boy's solemn expression. Oh, I already read that. Where are we? Where am I? Just in case something happened, he took his radio and keys. The guard walked over to Tomorrowland and found himself by the Space Mountain. The Space Mountain. The, the Security Guard. The, the Security Guard. The Medea. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rusty maintenance room door off to the side of the attraction, nearly hidden behind a few trash cans. He pushed the trash cans to the side and tried to open the door only to find it was locked. <gasps> the guard pulled out his keys and tried to find... <laughs> I'm just scratching my nuts. It's <laughs> so funny about that. Because you did it when I said that. The guard, tried, the guard pulled out his keys and tried to find one to open it. Finally, he managed to get the door open with a maintenance key. Inside, it turned out that the maintenance room led to an old maintenance tunnel. The lights were off. The guard tried to light the room switch near the door, but the room remained in darkness. The vague echo of a rat scampering across the room was heard, but the guard could not see it. He hadn't thought to bring his flashlight. Suddenly the guard gasped. His hand flew up to his nose. Suddenly, God, what is a horrible smell? It smelled like poisoned mushrooms or rotting meat infested with maggots. He tried... He walked into our room. He tried not... Yeah, right? He tried not to breathe, but the smell was already in his nose. The guard tried not to let it sink onto his tongue as he stepped further into the room. The only source of light was the door, which he had left wide open. He hoped the smell didn't get out to the guests so they could smell it. The guard assumed the maintenance tunnel went under the Space Mountain, but in front of him was a dark, inky blackness. He squinted and had to hope for his eyes to adjust to the dark. For now, he could make out of vague silhouettes and shapes. He began to walk into the tunnel, visibility decreasing with every footstep. His footsteps echoed off the walls seeming to pound on the concrete floor. The guard suddenly stopped walking a few feet away from a brick wall. He assumed he had just come to a turn. He looked left and saw nothing. He looked right and saw a small flickering light. He decided to go toward the light and he kept his hand on the wall so he wouldn't get lost. The smell seemed to be growing worse. After a short walk, he reached the light, which was actually coming from a small crack under a metal door. The door was rusted and bent, and the guard knew it wouldn't take much to rip it from its hinges. What? Just having a good time. Well, that's just... too damn bad! Everybody just enjoy my story. You stop laughing! You just enjoy my story. I'm tired of enjoying stories, Grandpa. Why don't you let him back? You keep reading! <laughs> the security guard found the doorknob and gently opened it. The door squeaked as it came open. The smell seemed to explode out of the room. 
eager to get out. The guard tried not to violently puke at the terrible aroma and looked inside the br- the brightly lit room. His eyes needed a moment to adjust to the sudden light, and when they did, the guard gasped in horror. Children littered the room, almost all the ones that had gone missing in the park over the years. He recognized James and Ronnie lying on the ground with the other ones. No, they weren't just lying on the ground. The guard realized the children were dead. He gasped again and took a step back. Some of the kids had arms or legs missing. Each one had their eyes removed, leaving bloody holes in their faces instead. Thick slices were over some of the bodies, as as though something with claws had gotten to them. Something in the room moved. The guard tore his eyes away from the children on the floor, and he saw the most unreal thing staring at him. A giant Mickey Mouse stood in the room, observing the guard with wide eyes. Something was inside a Mickey Mouse costume, and everything came together in the guard's mind. It would be easy for Mickey Mouse to lure kids away and not draw any attention, but now that same Mickey Mouse was staring at him. They had a silent staring contest for quite a few moments, but then the costume's arm came up to point at the guard, a thick screech came from inside the mascot's head and the mouse moved toward the guard. The security guard turned and ran for his life. The heavy footsteps of the costume behind him alerted him to the fact that Mickey Mouse was chasing him down the long dark tunnel. The guard ran faster than he had ever run before, just knowing that death was directly behind him. Close enough to stab him with a claw close enough to wrap its arms around him and drag him back into that room. And then the guard was outside. He stopped running and blinked a few times to clear his vision. The sunlit felt warm and reassuring to him, but when he looked back at the maintenance room, he knew that the sunlight had stopped the thing in the costume. Maybe that was why it wore costume to protect itself from the sunlight but it would not chase the guard anymore. He'd gotten away. The security guard reached back inside the maintenance room, groping for the doorknob so he could slam the door shut and make sure that the thing didn't get out. He expected to feel Mickey's hand seize his and pull him in, but nothing happened. The guard slammed the door shut and sighed deeply. He was safe. The guard ran across the park back to the security room he told the other security guards what he had found, something in the maintenance room, told them to follow him and take their guns, which they were only to be used in a dire emergency. When asked to explain, he had said that he had found the kids before he turned and began hurrying back to the maintenance tunnel. A large group of guards entered the tunnel and found the kids, all scattered on the cold concrete floor. A blood-covered Mickey Mouse costume also lay on the ground in the room, right next to all the kids, as though saying he'd always be there. The security guard was the only one to look back into the dark of the tunnel while the others were looking at the kids. He was the only one to see the small pair of dark eyes in the tunnel blink once before vanishing into the darkness. Whatever it was, it wasn't human. It was a mouse. 
The guard turned back into the room and saw blood smeared all over the wall. The other guards were silent, all eyes fixated on the blood. It had been used to spell out a simple message, three-word message on the wall. Still among you. <laughs> Still among you. The maintenance tunnel was destroyed. The door buried behind a concrete wall. Space Mountain was closed for a few days while it was searched, and the security guard quit. To this day, children still squeal in the excitement and hurry over whenever they see Mickey Mouse. Photo albums are being filled with pictures of the iconic mouse, and nobody ever knows for sure who's under that costume or what's under it. It's me, Heller. I'll take your kids and kill them. Mer- yes, thank you. You'll take my kids and kill them. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Santa came early for a year. <laughs> Our neighbors probably hate us. Alright. More specifically, you. More specifically, your asshole. More and specific. going off of the security uh, notice, but did, does anyone have any fun things to share about? Uh, I like that costume story. Characters, I think costume characters get you know could get away with a lot. Oh, absolutely. I think um, yeah. the movie, the movie like Scream or Cupid comes to mind. Like, there's just there's so much you can get away with when you're underneath a costume. You know, like you know you could. It's just it's it's a fun it's a fun trope. And ever since reading, like, Abandoned by Disney, you know, a hundred fucking episodes ago, a hundred and fifty episodes ago, I've always found the idea of, like, a creepy Mickey walking around and blending in in a theme park to be almost fun, to be, like, a funny idea, like, you know, here's a world of magic and wonder and excitement, and it's, like, Pennywise, it's just, like, luring you in so it could eat you. It's like, there's something to be had there that would almost make, like, a fun horror game, even though they'd never be able to get away with that type of shit. You would, but you just have to look at who was working that day. Well, two children went missing. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy the pedophile was, was, <laughs> was under the Mickey suit. Which we recently found out lately because uh, apparently two seventeen two, two men two men working at Magic Kingdom were yeah. were arrested for having child pornography and apparently they were linked back to like a a, a ring of like seventeen or nineteen people. So yeah, you know that. That absolutely happens. Watch who you're employing, Disney World. <laughs> it wasn't occurring in the park, though. It's not like they were abducting kids. I mean, if, but it's like if that guy got a job at Disney and they were like, "But is, is he the one in the Mickey suit today?" Right. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> I um, mean, it would. I guess. I guess it could be like, you know, why there's a there's there's a second Mickey and what the fuck? Oh no! What the what the <laughs> what the heck is going on? There's. Uh, there's, there's two Mickeys and then you know what I mean and then they don't know there's a Mickey he's covered in blood and he's luring children underneath the Space Mountain <laughs> the Space Mountain yeah which there's some, I think there's something to be had there you know what I mean because the yeah. Disney parks are so big that mm-hmm. someone could get away with being like a, a weirdo in a second Mickey suit it's like slightly more fucked up you know yeah. this one's got a boner <laughs> <laughs> rocking a bone dog oh my kids I got a boner so off of the same security, um, I think we've read um, a couple other ones about people who work security at Disney and how they, you know, how they almost become like the secret keepers of like dark shit going on in the parks. This is this is not a new narrative. Not only from that last story we just read, but I'm I'm sure on a Disco Dracula episode a hundred episodes ago we read a story about you know. Um, 
I believe, a bunch of um, a bunch of elderly like Lost. CEOs of uh, of Disney like sacrifice like a a woman in like a Disney princess getup to kind of like please the the Disney gods. You know, quote unquote, to keep the the parks operating. You it's know, like a Shabnigaroth situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know that that's fun. I'm I, I like these narratives mm. because it's funny to to kind of trope. It's juxtaposing against the positivity of Disney. Absolutely, but also like the trope of someone who stumbles upon like you know like something dark and forbidden within this magical kingdom. And I also got uh, two stories. We're going to read a, a Reddit No Sleep Tomorrow about a security guard, um, but I, I gave both of them to Where Am I? And this first one is, uh, Why I'll Never Work Security at Disney World Again. Real quick, I just want to point out that in the previous story, the security guard said, we only use our guns in case of emergencies. So I don't know if this was in Disneyland China or <laughs> Japan or something. I can tell you it definitely was in Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. a little fun aside. <laughs> a little bit of a... You can get more of that on the, on the official uh, Joe Biden podcast. <laughs> the official Joe Biden yes. podcast. I work in security at Disney World. The happiest place on Earth. Typically, I wouldn't say where I work as, obviously, there are some pretty strict rules about things employees can put online, uh, but I just don't think I can tell this properly without that context. And honestly, I think this may be it for me anyhow with this job. Uh, I, I just can't see myself working here any longer now. I've been with the company for 23 years. The first 20 years, I worked in the parks, nabbing shoplifters and rounding up people who were drinking too much for the heat. Uh, occasionally there'd be a fight to break up, but you know, people usually kept it pretty mild. Uh, the heat and walking were getting too much for me the last few years, so I asked to be transferred somewhere with air conditioning, uh, and the company moved me to one of their resorts. While the working conditions were 110% better as far as climate and comfort go, the guest issues were uh, trickier, mainly domestics. Uh, I guess the expensive and stress of vacation got to a lot of people and I'd be called by neighboring rooms because some mom and dad were yelling at each other. Uh, I, I'd try to suggest they take a nap or go do separate activities for a bit uh, and that would usually calm them down. But none of that is what I'm here for. I've got to get this out while I have time. Three days ago, I got a call from management. Apparently, a couple of days before that, housekeeping had gone into a room that should have been turned over that day. Uh, turned over is when the guests leave by 11 a.m. and the next guest checks in around 3 p.m. Uh, and all of the guests' items were still in the room. Housekeeping made a note of it and moved on. Uh, but during the next two days when they emptied the room, everything was still there and untouched. I went to check it out, and sure enough, there was a... Empty room full of luggage! No, that's, there's, a, there's a picture there. Ah, okay. Uh, you could read that. You could read that normally. Yeah, for, for, for the audience, uh, the, it's, it's the red, only red text in the paragraph. Yeah. for some reason. Um, so I figured it was demonic. 
No, uh, just an empty room full of luggage. <laughs> Demonic. There, there was <laughs> There was an empty room full of luggage, clothing, snacks, some toys, everything a family would need for a vacation. Uh, the manager had already looked up the previous reservation, and it was a family. Dad, mom, two little kids. Uh, I tried to call the phone numbers they had given, but all I got was voicemail. We were a bit stumped, so I made the call that the housekeeper could clean up the roll, clean up the room, and take the family's personal items to be held until we got in contact with someone. Uh, I went digging into the reservation more. The family had arrived five days before housekeeping discovered all their stuff. I found that the family had paid a parking fee and their vehicle description was listed. Uh, a quick walk of the parking lots, I easily located their vehicle. So I ruled out a car accident uh, or them just deciding to leave all their stuff behind. Next, I saw that they had bought a dining plan. This is when a guest prepays for all of their food. Uh, they're given a certain number of credits to use for meals. Uh, the family had only used three credits, and the last one was two days after they checked in. That it is spooky. It appeared that the day... <laughs> Waste some food. <laughs> <laughs> it appeared that the day they arrived, they got here late and probably just stayed on the resort. Uh, the next day, they used two credits at Epcot. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> narrative is off the rails. <laughs> uh, the second park day, they used just one credit at Magic Kingdom, and it was at breakfast time. Now, at Disney, we have something called Magic Bands. Magic Bands are worn by the guests and act as room key. Park ticket, credit card, dining reservation payment, fast pass... Uh, and more. It took some work, but I was finally able to look up the family's fast pass history. The day they went to a Magic Kingdom, they had breakfast at a restaurant in the park, rode a couple of rides, and then rode their last ride. It's a small world after all. <laughs> around 11 a.m. Then, nothing. Finally, it was time to bring in someone else on this. Uh, I called an old co-worker at the Magic Kingdom and asked him to pull up security footage for It's a Small World at the time they wrote it, and I made my way over there. When I got there, my friend was very confused, almost distraught, looking. Uh, he showed me what he found. There's usually a camera in the direction of where rides load and unload. The footage showed them scanning their bands to use a fast pass for the ride and boarding the ride. The footage from the exit of the ride just showed the other people in their car exiting. They weren't there. Of course, we thought the worst. Maybe one of the kids had fallen out and mom and dad and the other kid got off in the middle of the ride to help them and they all just injured or killed or stuck in machinery somewhere, so we shut down the ride. Uh, middle of the damn day, turned off that earworm music, and turned up the lights. My buddy and I walked that ride three times before we called in help. Eventually, there was close to ten cast members searching, and we didn't find shit except for three cell phones and a hat. I was right stumped. I kept digging the past couple of days, 
and I'm not sure who to tell of what I found next. Uh, I, I've called the police, and I suppose they're on their way, uh, but the company has a way of covering up things like this. And I decided I can't live with myself if I don't put it out uh, some type of warning. I kept digging into the reservation over the last couple of days, and today I noticed they purchased Memory Maker. Uh, there are photographs all over the parks and cameras in a lot of the rides, and with Memory Maker, all the photos are free. They automatically get added to a guest's Disney account when the system knows their picture has been taken. And the system always knows. Everyone's whereabouts are always known with the magic bands. Well, I opened up their Memory Maker photo album, and I swear there are 732 pictures. The first 30 or so are pretty normal. Epcot, a few rides uh, in front of the castle, but the rest, the rest are all in It's a Small World. The ride only takes one picture per go-around, so it appears as though this family has ridden this ride over 700 times. The first picture were pretty normal. Everyone looked happy. It was a busy day and we had a full car of guests. The next one is rough to look at. Uh, the car is empty except for this little family. They look so darn confused. Oh. The next 10 to 15, I can see Dad getting angry, yelling. This ride stinks. <laughs> Mom is holding on to her two kids like her life depends on it. Let's <laughs> And you can see the kids getting increasingly upset, just crying their eyes out. It goes on and on and on. After 50 or so, it looks like they're trying to get out. In one, the dad is missing. In another, they're all gone. Maybe like they've bailed early in the ride and tried to walk out. But in the very next one, they're all right back in that damn car. After around 450 or so, I only see the mom and kids. It's just when I look closely, I can see dad. Maybe just his body now. Slumped down in one of the other seats. Since about 675, there's just mom and one kid, another body in another seat. The mom and kid aren't moving anymore. I think they're still alive, just damn near catatonic, looking straight ahead, pale. And y'all, I swear on my life, the dolls are moving or something. In some of these pictures, I can tell they aren't where they should be. I even saw one with the doll in the car with the family. I can't look anymore, or I'm going to lose my lunch. I closed the album. Its file size has been increasing since I closed it. God, are there new pictures being added? I see on the security camera that the local police department just arrived, so I'll, I'll take over soon. I wish I knew what is gonna, going on, but I also wish this damn thing had never landed in my lap. 
I don't think I'll be able to update this. After I talk to the police, I think I'm gonna walk out of here and never come back. I just wanted to get this out there before Disney feeds the media some lies to cover up the reason why a whole family vanished. Because they didn't vanish. I know exactly where they are. That's where it is. We didn't write that one. Good no, fucking we thing. <laughs> no, we didn't. Because it rad sucks. <laughs> well, also it had like, what, like a 30 minute wait in the sun? On, yeah. a, d- on a day where we were already like running yeah. between attractions. That ride yeah. should only ever be walk on. Ever. Yeah. I agree. If it, To be honest, the, the line wasn't that long if it had been condensed and all under shade. But the fact that it was sprawled out in the sun, uh I was right, I was so no thank you. Big fucking long slow dog. I love when people think that uh that it's a small world is, is creepy because uh, we've been Franz Franz and I have been joking about that exact fact since I don't know two thousand and ten. We used to tell like freaky little stories because we went on at midnight once and when you go on at midnight literally stops. everything stops. Like your car will steep, will keep going, but the music stops for that entire minute, and all the robots just fucking stare at you <laughs> for a full minute, and your car just keeps going. Yeah. Because it's all you hear is the dum, dum, dum of the of the bell every yeah. ten, you know, five to ten seconds, mm-hmm. and then twelve and one comes around and the ride restarts and it just keeps on going. But it's like it's just some some creepy shit. That ride, the rides like, the rides connotations, I suppose mean well, but yeah. the overt tones of the ride and and the music and everything like could very much be misconstrued for creepy shit. Yeah. <laughs> And I like Absolutely. it. I think it's silly. I think it's funny. I'm ready to... I could fucking twerk and blow my back out. It's a small world after all. <laughs> pop, pop the pussy hard on the floor. Make it wet. Slip and slide. So, I'm going to read... This one's, this one's longer. But I'm going to read this one. I'm going to try to read it quick. Um, but this one is an interesting title. It was probably the, re- the most recommended... I think the the highest regarded, most recommended <gasps> creepypasta related to, to Disney or Disneyland, Disney World. And um, it's called the Disneyland Suicide Pact. And for the life of me, the only thing that comes to mind is the people who, like, get caught in the parks trying to, like, spread the ashes of yeah. their family members and shit. Mm-hmm. Like... Apparently, it's something like once a week, someone tries to leave ashes in the haunted mansion. You know, like someone tries to to dump the ashes in the moat of the Magic Kingdom. You know, like you spend your life going to these places, creating memories and and having happy times with people. Like it's it's no it's no fucking surprise that someone would want to be like like even me, like thinking like for my dad, like, you know, we had one of those bricks on the Magic Kingdom walkway that they Mm. recently just tore up and got rid of. Oh, you know, that the, they, they redid that entire walkway. Those are gone now. Yeah. Um, Did you get your money back? No. That's fucked because, up. Because the thing is... it anywhere? No. All those years ago, 
um, Disney was not making a ton of money. Disney used to be a very like non profit, non profitable. I mean yeah. it, it was it was not a hot commodity like it is yeah. now. Yeah. You know, like there are They made their money on the They the made their movies. money on yeah. on asking people it's goodwill. So in order the for the parks to expand, they actually asked people to just like donate. Buy bricks and donate and shit. And they were like, Oh, we're trying to establish a new walkway. If you pay it was something like three hundred dollars, but back then that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. They would say, "You got this commemorative brick. We'll instill your, you know, your family's inscriptions and stuff on that brick, and it'll be a part of a walkway." But your funds go to continuing this park and taking care of the park, mm-hmm. and you know, it goes to show like where Disney's at now. They tore up the entire walkway and said, "Fuck you to everyone," you know. Yeah. But we had, I think, we had two or three of them. Over the years. Mm-hmm. Because Disney didn't used to make as much money as it does now. So, you know, it's it's interesting to think about, like, the, the, the people who try to get away with this type of stuff. Yeah. And it almost begs to question, which is why I like the idea of the story, what if someone tried to go to the park to kill themselves? Yeah. You know, what if, what if that's their last memory? You know, it's almost like a... It's almost a wonderful place to, to try and end your life <laughs> a, a little bit, you know, like, why melt away in, you know, in some hospital room when you could go and be surrounded by happy people and then just, you know, jump off of, jump off of the goddamn, uh, uh, Cinderella's castle, you know? I thought that's what Mike was going to do. Or, <laughs> that's okay. Shit. <laughs> you could say, I thought that's what Franz was going to do. I thought that's what Franz was going to do. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought we had a suicide pact here. He almost did it. We had to stop him at one moment or another. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about it, honestly. Uh, there, there have been many times where you know people have died in these parks, and I'm sure you know. At the end of the day, those families like have been ruined mm-hmm. and never want to go back to these parks ever again. Yeah. You know, it's like just think about that that situation. But like, you know, they're. They're definitely worse places to kill yourself. Yeah. It's like just thinking about like the suicide force in Japan. Like that's just a, a nationally accepted thing. Like yeah. they couldn't, they could have security guards. They could put fences around the forest. They could try and stop something like that. But for some reason, the country just like lets that happen because it's almost like their citizens freedom. Yeah. Like you, their you, ability you, you to do, do this that. Anywhere, they're not going to, you know? they're not going to stop you from wanting to be, you know, to, to have ruining their fucking public transportation. I mean, they, they literally, yeah. <laughs> That's true. The, the suicide packs that jump in front of the subways yeah. and shit. They literally also trained their military for hundreds of years. Like, mm-hmm. you get you, caught, you, you don't yourself. get caught. Right. You know, that's what you Your do. dishonorable discharge is. A sword, yep. a sword in your fucking lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I you get know, that. don't give up information, just die. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, the Disneyland Suicide Pact. I'm writing this down to A, help me process what happened, and B, create some sort of written record. I'm a Disneyland employee, have been for five years. I started running a concession stand, moved to ride operator, and then into resort operations. All the while, I was pursuing a degree in psychology with an intention on becoming a psychiatrist someday. After I graduated, I continued working at Disneyland while I applied to grad school, and to my surprise, Disney offered me a job. 
something that would allow me to work in my field, kind of, and stay in the park. Job title, mental health assistant. I've been in this role for exactly a week. <laughs> the first week, the worst week, the last week. I haven't been fired yet, but let's just say I'm expecting a call. Let me uh, back that up a bit. Deaths in Disneyland are rarely reported on, courtesy of the sophisticated PR team of a $168 billion company. Suicides anywhere are also rarely reported on, and that shouldn't surprise anyone. So what do you think happens when there's a suicide inside a Disney park? It doesn't happen. Not to the outside world, anyways. Family of the victims, innocent bystanders, or anyone else affected by the suicide inside the park generally go away with generous cash offers and thick non-disclosure agreements. A disturbing online community, OnlyFans.com, has developed over the past year a group that encourages its members to kill themselves in Disneyland. It's called the Disneyland Suicide Pact, or DSP for short. Yeah, Dark Side Phil. <laughs> Their stated purpose is to serve as a metaphor to illuminate the stark contrast between happiest place on earth and the utter horror and darkness of suicide. A metaphor that people who are happy on the outside can be dead on the inside, and for some, a callback to when they were last happy. I think their actual purpose is to terrorize innocent people, to forever pervert happy childhood memories for the handful of people who happen to see the aftermath of suicide before staff cleans it up. The suicides have become more frequent in recent months, leading to Disney to create the mental health assistant role. They told me I was the ideal candidate, someone young and hip enough to speak the internet language of the DSP of community. <laughs> Tits or GTFO. Uh, I need more money to pay rent. <laughs> someone well-versed in the park itself and someone with a psychology background, however meager that may be. In the two weeks preceding my job offer, four suicides happened in the park. Kelvin Goodwin took a fistful of pills and got onto Star Tours, died in the middle of it. Clifton Hedges pretended to fasten his seatbelt on the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower ride and finagled his way off the elevator near the top and jumped 200 feet down the elevator shaft, dying instantly upon hitting the top of the ascending elevator cabin. Patrick Brayhill climbed off of Pirates of the Caribbean and hid in the pirate's lair scene. He slit his throat and bled out, and he wasn't found until the next morning. Jenny Davies scored an overnight stay in the highly coveted Princess Castle, only to jump to her death in the middle of the night. And I bet you've heard of none of these. They're not in the news. They're not on the list of incidents at Disneyland Park Wikipedia page, and they're not on YouTube. They're nowhere. That's the power of Disney PR at work. I'd like to think Disney wants to trend this to stop out of the goodness of their hearts, but let's be real. It's all about the bottom line. 
if the witnessing patrons or the victim's families talk too much, despite the non-disclosure agreements and cash settlements, it can have a lasting effect on the park visits. A $168 billion company can keep a lot of people quiet, but how many? In my first couple days on the job, I generated a fake online persona for Dave Carrot, a name I thought while driving past a Wendy's founded by Dave Thomas, and then looked down at my coffee cup imprinted with carrot. Creating accounts on Facebook and a few others. And once it was believable enough, I applied for the Disneyland Suicide Pact online community, appropriately named the Mouska Tears. Jesus Christ. As in crying tears. I was accepted later that day. Well, with a name like that, I mean, fucking fastest. Just to be clear, you don't have to make the Suicide Pact in order to join the Mouseketeers. Anyone can join after a quote-unquote light vetting. Once you're ready to join the pact, you undergo a quote-unquote heavy vetting. Something that Dave Carrot... Some heavy vetting. Watch some Netflix and do some heavy vetting. Netflix and heavy vetting. Something that Dave Carrot probably wouldn't pass and are awarded a Mickey Mouse badge that accompanies your username on the site. After being accepted, I began clicking on all the usernames with the Mickey Mouse badge, trying to determine who the next victim may be. I quickly flagged four users as short-term risks, those that talked seriously about suicide in the park and appear to be planning a trip, but one stood out above the rest. Her username was Beauty or beast. Her profile picture showed a gentle girl with long blonde hair, probably 16 or 17 years old. She was very forthcoming about her life, detailing her reasons for suicide and why Disneyland is the ultimate venue. She mentioned the nostalgia of Haunted Mansion on three different occasions. I saw her and others talking extensively about Death Day a couple weeks earlier. Upon a bit more investigation, I discovered that Death Day referred to December 15th, the day that Walt Disney died. December 15th was only a few days away. Beauty or Beast mentioned that her family was planning a trip to California during that week of December 15th, and that she may, in fact, be in the park on Death Day. Someone suggested that perhaps the stars have aligned for her. I private messaged her asking for what her plans were, saying that I may be in the park for death day, and she messaged back quickly and said she wasn't sure, that she didn't want to ruin the day for her family, and my heart broke. I asked if she'd do it in the haunted mansion, and she said she didn't know. Of course, she... 16 or 17 year old girl, you want to do it in the haunted mansion? Fuck yeah. Right in front of the hat box ghost. I, I feel like Let's nine. do it. I feel in like right when Miss Cleo tells me my fortune. <laughs> it's Leota, but that's okay. Miss Cleo and her magic bones. Of course, she did know. That and so much more. She told me her plan was to push for her family to go to the park on December 14th and that she said she'd meet a friend and ditch her family just before park closing, but really she'd hide in the park overnight, something that's much easier to do than people think, and then kill herself right before park opening on death day. How often do people do that? Like, not kill themselves? Stay in park overnight? It's actually probably harder 
than people imagine. Yeah, I, 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 I think the narrative is trying to present it as something that's easy to do when I know for a fact it, that it, like yeah. literally every corner is probably surveyed by a camera and yeah. they yeah, have still we saw cars. multiple patrols of guards just oh, yeah. within we within minutes. Half an hour. Yeah. Within minutes yeah. of, of close. No no no, Captain Death, those were stormtroopers. Yes. Those were actors. They were white. Really? I thought yeah. they, I thought so they did have guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, thought they were, I thought they were Harley Quinns. <laughs> a big fat, big fat rainbow haired <laughs> yes. fucking daddy's, daddy's little monster, monster shirt. <laughs> Cut off Daisy Dukes and big boots, and the one had a hyena. Yeah, and fucking. And competing, that's competing with your I knew that the most wrinkles on one part of your body. And a big war back of their fucking legs. Oh I knew that the online community was toxic place for her, and that if I could talk to her in person, I could help her. And I told her to message me when she knew her plans, because I might be there too. And she told me she would. She said that her name was Shay Kane. Has anybody, has this person who wrote this story ever heard of a name before? Because <laughs> none of these names so far are Shay Kane! On the morning of December 14th, I messaged Shay to see what <laughs> time Kerr. she was getting to the park. Dave Care? Because Dave Thompson and, and the carrot. <laughs> I messaged Shay to see what time she was getting to the park. She didn't respond. She changed her profile pic to a photo with Walt Disney blacked out eyes. Eyes. I spent most of the day standing in the security control room watching the turnstile camera feeds. It's common for at-risk kids to change their appearance shortly before committing suicide, especially girls, so she must have slipped through unnoticed because I never saw her come in. I messaged her a few more times, telling her I was in town and that we should meet up or even meet in the park somewhere, and she never responded. Hey, little 17-year-old. Hey, we, should, we should meet I know in the you park. Wanna, It'll be safe there. I know you want to kill yourself, but like, let's, let's talk first. In, 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 you want to do it in Haunted Mansion? <laughs> she never responded. Before I went home that night, I noticed... Blah, blah, blah. I know, okay. Before I went home that night, I showed Shay's picture to the overnight security staff and let them know to keep an eye out. Dude, she's so freaking she's so freaking beautiful. I'm finna nut, bro. Bro, I'm finna nut if I see you. I hardly slept that night. Because I was nut. So erect. The next morning I headed to the park at 7 a.m., two hours before open, and I gave printouts of Shay's picture to the morning security team. Then walked into Haunted Mansion. Where I met her that night. So we all posted it to the Cum Tributes Reddit. Uh, uh, this is a chick who's about to commit suicide. It's fucking so hot. Disney is very thorough in their security camera co- coverage of the areas where patrons are, but not so much, quote-unquote, behind the scenes. Disney speaks for the employee-only areas. That meant that I had to physically inspect every room of the haunted mansion. After a fruitless hour of walking through the eerily empty ride, I continued my search through the rest of New Orleans Square and then Frontierland. She's gonna be in the Hall of Presidents. Nothing. <laughs> She's a president. About 20 minutes before park opening, I got a call from security staff and they saw a female, similar to the picture I gave them, walking around the backside of Haunted Mansion, and I rushed back to the ride. 
I barged into the side employee entrance and immediately started calling Shay's name. And this was only a couple minutes before park opening. So the ride was now running. Music and sound effects and all. I moved through the haunted graveyard, the seance scene, the beheaded groom scene, and all the while ye- yelling, Shay, at the top of my lungs. Shaker. 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 I felt defeated. There were a million places she could have been hiding. And finally, I made it to the dining room scene. The ride moves along the mezzanine level of a two-story dining room, and the scene features a large, elegant dining table with gold place settings, all caked in cobwebs and dust. And there's a tall fireplace, floral wall moldings, high-back chairs, and ornamental windows, holograms of ghosts, dancing around the room. And that's where I found her. She was standing on the mezzanine level, but over the railing about 15 feet from the tracks, and she was holding a rope in her hands. Her hair was cut short. You have to tie it around your neck. Shay? I climbed the railway and shimmied across the decorative mezzanine. I was worried the whole thing would collapse since it was built for show and not to actually support people. And she looked up at me and she had been crying. Who are you? Well, I'm rich, I said. What are you doing here? Can we talk? She held the rope up for me to see. Her eyes followed it to where it was tied around a fire riser behind us, and I sat down next to her. Tell me what's going on, I said. We sat in silence for about two minutes, and I watched the ride cars roll by. Grim, grinning ghosts come out to socialize, playing in the background. They hadn't let people on the ride yet, which was a good thing. Eventually, she warmed up to me and began talking. And she opened up about everything going on at school, at home, in her head. It became clear that she didn't want to kill herself. She had thought a lot about it. A lot. Once she became a part of the Disneyland Suicide Pact community and heard about all the talk about Death Day, which happened to coincide with a planned family trip, she felt that it was her time. After about 20 minutes of talking, she paused and looked down. There's something else, she said. Well, you can tell me anything. I'm not the only one. The only one what? Death Day. I'm not the only one who planned to kill myself on Death Day. And a pit grew in my stomach. The room began spinning around me. I started thinking about my research into all those on the forums that had talked about Death Day, about how Shay was the only one that was for sure going to be in the park that day. Who else? Oh God, she said, and brought her hands up to her face. Rich, I was supposed to be a distraction. A distraction from what? My mind was racing a thousand miles an hour. And she began sobbing. It's a small world. Shit. I stood up, not knowing if she was making it up to get me to go away, or if she was truly a distraction, and come with me, I said. I'm fine, you go, she said. And I pursed my lips and then buzzed medical on my walkie-talkie. I told them Shay's location inside the haunted mansion, and they were already waiting out back. I also told them to send a team to It's a Small World and that we might have a situation there. 
I climbed over the railing and ran through the ride to the front of the entrance where hordes of antsy people were waiting for the ride to open and I ran past them, setting off a chain of whispers amongst the crowd. What's he doing? Who is that guy? Did you see his face? He's a, he's a POC. <laughs> I called ride operations and told them to close. It's a small world. That we might have a suicide attempt, potentially multiple. They said that they hadn't opened it yet anyway due to a mechanical issue, but that they would keep it closed until the situation had been cleared. The park had only been open for a few minutes and it was already crawling with people. I began running around the park when I got a call. Small World didn't get my shutdown order in time. The ride opened for a few minutes after our call. Shit. What happened? You better head over there. I continued running and was soon joined by medical teams in yellow jackets, also running toward the ride. One of the park ambulances drove by bewildered guests jumping out of the way, and as I got closer to the entrance to the ride, the real horror began. People, men, women, children were crying, many hysterically. One woman stumbled out of its small world's emergency exit and threw up violently into the hedges, and I heard screams from inside. I stopped one of the medical staffers running out of the emergency exit. What the hell? It's bad. It's really bad. I pulled my employee badge out of my shirt so that it was visible and park guests in line began stopping me. Sir, do you know what's happening? I ignored everyone, hopping the fence and beelining for the emergency exit near the entrance. And people were still climbing out of the boats following the emergency lighting to the exit. One of the ride operators came onto the loudspeaker. Please calmly exit the boats. We're safe and follow the arrows to the nearest emergency exit. Ride operators will assist those who need help. Parents, please shield your children's eyes through the Scandinavian exhibit. Parents carrying children flied past me as the emergency, along the emergency path. Keep your eyes closed, sweetheart. We're almost there. What were those people? Why was everyone screaming like that? No me gusta. <laughs> Are those people hurt? The pit grew in my stomach as I moved through the North Pole exhibit and into the Scandinavian room. And then I began to smell it. The overwhelming stench of farts. No, that's just Brown. our room. That's I, just our room. It's just gotten out the of <laughs> The overwhelming stench of vomit. I started to notice vomit tracked through smeared footprints along the walkway, and for a moment the music kicked back on and the ride began to move again, although it appeared that everyone had been successfully evacuated and the music startled everyone. It's a world of wonder, a world of tears. It's a world of hope and a world of fears. I turned the corner and immediately felt my stomach turn violently. About ten bodies dangled from the ceiling spread throughout the exhibit. And beneath the bodies, all with bulging eyeballs and kinked necks, the model Scandinavian children swayed back and forth in their white snowsuits. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. The medical staff scrambled around trying desperately to reach the bodies, gently swinging about ten feet off the ground. We have to get to the ceiling! To the ceiling! Go! I couldn't bear the sight any longer. 
The pressure in my face intensified until the tears began streaming down. Hot tears, tears of death, of loss, of failure. Tears of hundreds of friends and family members that would be impacted by these suicides. I climbed back through the emergency exit, through the North Pole exhibit, and into the sunlight. I caught a whiff of vomit and felt the churning of my stomach pick up again. I ducked behind one of the hedges and vomited. Are you okay, sir? One of the guests was waiting in line. I looked at him. Go (laughs) Go find another ride. I radioed the medical office asking if they knew if Shay made it out of the haunted mansion safely. I began walking that direction while I waited to get an answer, and eventually they came back on. Shay appears to have left. I was shocked. Like, they let her go? No, she made it back to the medical office and then slipped out before she was evaluated. I began running to the medical office near the front of the park. The closer I got to the front gates, the more chaotic it got. Crowds of families were running for the exits. The customer service lines were packed 50 people back, guests demanding refunds, I imagined. Disney is great at covering up incidents in isolation. But when 10 people commit suicide on one of the busiest rides right at opening, that's hard for them to recover. The medical office was nearly empty since the suicide victims had all been taken by ambulance to various hospitals in the Anaheim area. I took a deep breath and looked around, so eerily empty, so void of life. I walked out the back door of the medical office and looked around. I wondered if the pandemonium had spread to the entire park or if only to those that had seen the ambulances and medical staff running around, and those that saw the direct aftermath of the suicides, of course. I walked along the service road behind Disney City Hall, looking through the fence into the thick brush that lays just beyond park boundaries, and there stood Shay. She stood about 20 feet behind the fence amongst the trees and bushes, and she saw me, and took a step forward. I opened my mouth to speak and then I realized I had no idea what to say. She smiled, turned around, and disappeared into the brush. Out of everything I saw that day, Shay's smile is what I think about most often. Was it one of gratitude, a smile that said, you saved my life, or was it sinister, a smile that said, I played you for a fool. She told me her job was to serve as a distraction, and whether she was planning on killing herself that day or not, she succeeded. Let's uh, all go to Disneyland and kill ourselves! I, I, from the moment she said she was a distraction, I thought this story was bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I, didn't, I, I was not a fan. You don't think that they're smart enough to, to kind of to debate the people who are getting onto the website? Cause that type of shit happens. You should watch. Uh, yeah, you should but, watch. Don't okay. fuck with cats on if Netflix. You're, if you're planning on being yeah, where everybody people, where everybody basically convinces him to kill people, don't because they're fucking useless and a waste of space. They did nothing except for make it worse. If if you did, you watch that? Yeah, I fucking hated it. Oh, I loved because I hated all I those people. Don't fuck with cats. Those people are so <laughs> fucking stupid. They didn't do a single thing that that you or I couldn't do. Like, and they think that they're fucking geniuses in this documentary. Yeah. Like, anybody who's been on the internet for fucking 15 minutes could have done exactly what they did. They just <laughs> wasted their time and baited this guy into killing people. 
That's all they I, did. I mean, I don't think they baited him. I think they absolutely did, dude. No, this he, guy wanted he was the fucking. Going to this guy wanted the fucking direction. attention, and who they? And these are the people who gave it to him. But he was going to escalate in that direction. Yeah, he was a fucking not, lunatic. He, he, dude, he was a fucking lunatic. Obviously, but yeah. these people fucking go to him. He was playing a game with them. He did. He, they, he got exactly what he wanted th- from them. Yeah. It was it like, and those people. And then at the end of the fucking documentary, they, they want to turn it around and go like, are you complicit? Like, no, I'm not fucking complicit, you retard. You did this. <laughs> what are you talking about, you fucking morons? I hated that documentary. We focused too much on those people who did nothing. They did nothing. Nothing sure. they did was useful at all. Um, I still think, like, you know, what what they get away with, you know, in these parks, What what is able to be gotten away with. Yeah. You know, there's still something to be said, like, this This is private property at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's absolutely, like, a coalition of people who can go in and completely, like, undermine whatever is going on, whatever operational status is happening inside the park. I don't think the whole, like, uh, it was a distraction thing. I don't, I don't, it's, it didn't blow my mind or anything, but, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't... It just, it, it, to me, if you're going to put yourself into a situation where, hey, guys, let's do this thing, but let's go make a distraction. Why not just not fucking say anything? Be like, we're going to do this thing. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Like, done. I mean, that's kind of what they did, though, because no one no one ever saw the whole it's a small world thing happening. Know, but, but, but from a fictional narrative to. standpoint. Yeah, I get from the story, like it, it created a plot point. And it kind of, you know, made some suspense. And you're like, oh, no, what's going to... What happened over there? But, like, it just... I saw it fucking coming. As soon as she said that, I was like, I know the rest of the story. <laughs> and you wouldn't... Like, I know, I know the rest of the story. There was no fucking suspense. And you, it was like, oh, oh, geez. I wonder what's going to happen to... No. But, like, there, there's one logical so, fucking... So, there is a reason path. that I had us read Creepypastas. And I think, it, I think what you just said kind of sums up creepypastas in general. Yeah. What's the reason? I think for the most part, creepypastas are kind of by the numbers, very predictable. Yeah. Easy, easy to read. You, you kind of know read. what's coming. Yeah. Like, I think no sleeps. We're not looking for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein here. Correct. I know. think no sleeps are a lot more creative and a lot more, I agree. You know, uh, what's, what's the word? Slice of life kind of, just just plainly better written. And I think that there's something to be said about reading the stories we read tonight versus the stories we're going to read later. Because yeah. revelation for the audience, this is a part one, part two thing, <gasps> which I'm sure they saw in the title. Yeah. But it's like... Speaking of part one, part two, I'm exhausted. Let's cut this now. We are cutting it now because we are tired boys. This Love you guys. Last, good night. This was our last day in the park. stink like dude. That's, that's where am I signing off. Frowns is already in a different room. I'm not scared of you anymore. But he I'm came. Far if I want to. I can laugh to. <laughs> and uh, this this is uh, Captain Death and Punxsutawney Trail. We're going to get a noise complaint. Oh, <laughs> We're going to get a noise complaint. 100%. Are we? Probably. No way, dude. They were slamming the they door. They were the ones slamming the door. I'm. I'm. I was probably telling you. I'm one door slam away from making a noise complaining. 
No, it was it was ten thirty, and they were still Correct. going in and out of their room. And uh, I, my my line is eleven oh one. Yeah, but Granted, we were, we're over we were loud, you know. Yeah, we're talking though. We're not like hooting and hollering. It's the same thing. Movies. It's the same fucking thing. If you're loud, if they were loud, if we'd loud be like shut the fuck loud. up. Loud yeah. is loud. I don't think we're loud. This is this is coming from this is coming from Orlando, Florida, where we're being fucking loud, and I don't I don't give a flying fuck. So this is Captain Death is being loud as we whisper. <laughs> where this is Captain oh, Death signing out of. Signing out of Lots of Pasta, aka uh, Happiest Podcast on Earth, and fuck the Joe Biden official podcast. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, fucking see you later, fucker. Big fat boys. Until we stand at the shore, the shore.